Get ready, cause it's about time <laughs> for you to speak your mind. Super Secret Girls Club. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Super Secret Girls Club yes. at the Normies channel. Welcome, welcome. We have special guests today. We do. <laughs> you can see with us, we have Jenny and Paulina. Yes. They are visiting us with um, their project, which is a pattern magazine. It's a local Indianapolis or Indiana, I should yeah. say, magazine uh, focused on all kinds of self-expressive art um we'll talk about it much more in details later but first i would like you guys to introduce yourselves sure <laughs> you uh, <laughs> well i'm paulina and i am the editor-in-chief and the executive director of pattern and um yeah Woo. <laughs> everything Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> that's that's the, all of it. Um, and I'm Jenny, and I've been with Pattern for two years. I'm our director of operations. Um, so awesome. more emails and meetings than anything else. But oh, yeah. Up? Hey, that's important. That's yeah. how the world goes around. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Jenny's the, the right hand and the left hand man, woman. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I Love it. Nice. We've all been there, so yeah. we know the importance of that. Yeah. I feel like... In our, um, like at the Normies, which also is a, a creative um, outlet, <laughs> me and Navi are the more like, put this on the calendar, right? This in this in this message or in this email. <laughs> like, yeah, right. if you don't do it, nothing gets done. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Because I love the creative outlet, but they run on their own brain. Like, all right, let's let's, mm-hmm. let's manage this brain. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. need the two sides. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, for sure, yeah. you need all of them. But yeah. Yeah. So. As I mentioned, <laughs> Pattern Magazine is dedicated to creating a vibrant and diverse community of creatives in central Indiana. Mm-hmm. Um, is there is there any other regions that you guys um, looking at expanding yeah. or? I mean, we just want to take over the entire world, really. Oh, but sense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta start something. <laughs> um, well, we so with the the magazine is just the tip of the iceberg, mm-hmm. um, and we uh, working we're working finishing up our twenty third issue. We do two a year, oh, nice. so that's eleventh yeah. year of doing this. Mm-hmm. Wow. And throughout the years, we have gone to different cities: yeah, New York, um, Detroit, L.A. Uh-huh. And have done stories there with the creatives there, so we definitely have aspirations for getting out of Indiana, um, if for the purposes of letting people know that there's cool stuff happening here. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of cool stuff happening in Indianapolis that people usually don't, they they just don't realize until you start telling them. And they've been living here forever. It was like, do you know, like every first Friday, like studios are open, or every second Friday it's a bike party. Like there's just something happening every time yeah. in Indianapolis, and like. Hard to communicate that out there. It really yeah. is. We're not really, we're not really sure why. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on why more people don't appreciate Indianapolis? I don't know. I think that there's a lot of assumptions of that these things aren't here, and so people don't look for them. Exactly. It's like yeah. it's the it stops yeah. before you even try to find it. Right. Yeah. So yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. People just sort of settle into their like, I guess, 
bubbles mm -hmm. that don't have the expectation of having culture and arts and fashion and music and all those things. That's mm -hmm. true. That's and they're true. just like, all right, well, I guess I got my life and I'm I'm fine. And it's <laughs> like, but but there's so much more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they yeah. have the routine, like the same restaurant or same coffee yeah, exactly. shop. Like, oh, this is it. It's like, no, no. Yeah. There's something happening. Yeah. Well, so the magazine and some of the programs that we have are designed to open the door mm -hmm. to this whole other life. Gotcha. Now, you still have to find us, which mm -hmm. is no small feat in itself. Yeah. There's people who, when they find out we've been around for 13 years, they're like, how have I never heard of you guys? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But once you find us, we're like a gateway into a whole other universe. Yeah. There are several gateways in indie for that, but we're one of them. Oh, we yeah. just we do it in, in, in this. This is one of the ways that we do it. I love it. It looks yeah. beautiful. And you also have a digital newsletter as well, correct? That we have a website with like digital content and we have a newsletter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we should talk about the programs that we have. So we have an internship and a fellowship program, which is an opportunity for talent incubation for people to work um, sometimes on the print publication, always on the digital publication. And it's yeah. an opportunity for them to sort of try out yeah. interviewing, writing the pieces, following that, you know, getting the visuals that go along with that, mm -hmm. that whole like package piece of it. Yeah. Um, so a lot of times a single person will do the entire thing. We'll take mm -hmm. the photos, we'll do the, do the interview, Absolutely. write the story, plug it into WordPress, send yeah. it live. So they get like a really good picture on how this works. Yeah. Um, so we have that internship program. We have classes come through spring, summer, fall. And then the fellowship program is a year long opportunity. Both of them are part-time. Um, but we have those going on, and a lot of the work that we do creates opportunities for those people to learn skills, to build their portfolios, things like that. Um, so that we have those two programs, and then we also have our think tank program, which is a recurring, more like educational thing that we do. Yeah. Well, either be a fireside chat or a panel conversation. Typically, I think every once in a while, we'll just have a person speak. Um, How often does that happen? Monthly. 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 We try. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like that's a lot of hot goals. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. You guys that's are doing a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot happening well, there. Our, so our, our next one is coming up this upcoming Tuesday, and we're having uh, Peter Dunn with Pizza Planner. He's oh, going to nice. be yeah, one yeah. of the speakers. Um, and the idea of that is, you know, for a lot of creatives, figuring out your financial life is a challenge because a lot of the content that exists, you know, doesn't really apply to you, you know? Absolutely. And yeah. um, we particularly like pizza approach which is a much more like humane and actual like let me meet you where you're at and also humorous yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah so he's um if you're gonna talk money do you guys know pete? to talk um i've heard of pete um okay. yeah and i actually was looking through your website i, I uh signed to signed up on a newsletter okay um, i found you a couple of years ago um through the person that i was seeing at that time so i know pete and i love the when he came up as like there's a workshop happening around financials yeah. and I think the financial literacy is just so important nowadays mm -hmm. especially around creativity sure. um, because it, it, that's been something that we have not struggled but it's been eight years because we kind of figured it out but YouTube is just such a new industry that's like how do you right. manage it financially mm -hmm. what does that look like and a lot of people just assume that if you're on a YouTube you're just making buku bucks. It's like, that's not <laughs> how it works. YouTube, like, barely, like, the AdSense is, doesn't cover everything. Right. And then, mm -hmm. depending on content, it gets dinged. 
Um, yeah. So I was just looking up him and just seeing like what kind yeah. of, what what tips he was providing. Um, so I know that it's in April, I believe, the workshop that's happening. He probably has. I'm sure that he does workshops yep. separate from this. The event that we're hosting is Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday which is the 28th. Oh, but yeah. um, but I'm sure that he does other stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but you're right, right? So yeah. like, especially if you're doing any sort of like self-employed entrepreneurial endeavor, like Anything there's outside not, of, yeah, there's not like a great script for that. And yeah. then you like, yeah. I don't know, what are you setting aside for healthcare? What are you setting aside for retirement? Like, yeah. blah 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 blah. Like, if you have a really yeah. traditional employer, a lot yeah. of the way you laughed at that retirement. You're like, I'm gonna work until I yeah. die. Um, which, you know, maybe is what we do, but, yeah. um, Probably. you know, those things that like are often covered by a traditional employer, yeah. you know, they think about that for you as an incentive to like suck you into the thing that they've got going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you have to figure it out for yourself. And, you know, like I didn't personally receive a great education on how to do those things oh. and I just barely any it. education yeah. around it <laughs> <laughs> at all. Yeah. Navi, you have a BA, right? I have an MBA. Yeah. So I know financial <laughs> from that perspective, but that's yeah. like, you know, master after everything is done. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't think like high school, you just have algebra and calculus. Like how do you use that in a regular yeah, day life? Right. Like there's no financial literacy, even in college, unless you specifically but I didn't know there were classes around in IU, so mm-hmm. I just happened to go in a career that taught me some of it. But like, that should be in high school. Like financial literacy should be in high school. Yeah, sounds like they're in the middle. They're of trying in- to make it happen. Introduce something right now should, at IBS yeah. schools that Good. is financial literacy related. Good. Yeah, <laughs> financial yeah. literacy is like so long overdue. Yeah. That now we also need something like media literacy as well mm-hmm. just because of so many new you know mm-hmm. emerging platforms and like Scams they can be coming. used and yeah. abused and and it's just like it's so important for people to know how to how to like navigate like online space yeah. sure because yeah. you know as online creators we've been around for a while and we've seen some things <laughs> oh, sure. yeah. well wait a second do you guys do any kind of workshops and classes Oh, sure. we don't we have planned about doing it but that's been one of those things like we will start quarterly and then <laughs> we will do and it just haven't yeah. happened um, well, we had like um internal um you know um like workshops where like we would lunch just, and like, learn kind of okay. thing yeah yeah okay. we would like teach each other like what we know what we've learned mm-hmm. um our editor team has an annual um editor workshop summit. editor summit yeah. where they kind of like again like shared their um you know what they've learned a year and how they've mastered a certain thing so they all all, although they're all editors they try to kind of like diversify in specific areas Mm -hmm. one of our editors is super into animation and so we had this animation project that we just just run with this this is yours (laughs) yeah Um, yeah yeah, another editor is just like really um focused on audio so he knows all the tips and tricks and how to like edit audio how to make it sound the best way possible even if it you know even if this microphone is not the best out of the four he's gonna make it sound equally as good as the rest yeah Yeah. but our goal is to do some workshop because us being in youtube and youtube is expanding and a lot like there are no classes around youtube and there were a recent poll that we read that a lot of high school, the majority of high schools, when you ask them what they want to do, they want to go to YouTube industries. Like, mm-hmm. yep. how are you learning this? Like, besides, like, looking right. up people YouTube, because it, 
it it looks all rosy, but that's not how it is. Like an hour of content that you're putting out that includes like eight hour content that's in the back. Um, are you prepared for it? Like, do you know what that is? So that is our goal to do it. Um, now that we have our own studio, we moved in here last year. So now that we have a space that we can invite people to yeah. do, um, that is going to be something that we work on. Um, that we just finally, I believe, now just settling down. <laughs> now our rooms mm-hmm. are dedicated yeah, yeah. to specific things that that could be a potential that we look into. That sounds um, awesome. Yeah, but yeah. we haven't um, really, it's been talk. It's been a concept yeah. in the well, air. Well, we might just like bug you guys about it. We because, should, yeah. you should um, bug us. Yeah, we will <laughs> bug you. How it well, works. it's the same for us. We we are focused on writing and photography to some extent, videography, mm-hmm. um, and then also like wardrobe styling. Yeah, um, we've done some events around sneaker design, and it's like these passion careers. There's really no way for high school kids. Mm-hmm. They don't even know that this is a career choice for yeah. them. Yeah, and as you said, they understand that YouTube is a career choice, but like, there's not a class. How do you what break does it into take? that? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, we would love to work with you on that. Yes, yes. absolutely. Sold. Okay. <laughs> I think this is awesome. the push we needed. Like, we needed the external, yes. like, yeah. hey, somebody would be like, this coming? is a great idea. You guys should be doing this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, this podcast has been con- something similar to it. Like we do discuss how we started as a small business. What does it take? Yeah. How many? How much team? Like how many people it takes to run the team? Yeah. Um, because it, yeah, it's completely new. So we have this the whole reason why we started this podcast, and mm-hmm. we do those mini series yeah. here and there whenever we don't have guests or we yeah. don't have a specific show that we need to talk about. Yeah, I would say about once a month we try to kind of like open. Um, and be transparent about, you know, these are the challenges or these are some of tips and tricks we've learned, you know, how we handle certain things. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope that our viewers found it beneficial. Um, so. <laughs> a lot of a lot of people that tune in are like actually maybe like a, you know, micro, very micro influencers mm-hmm. that are trying to like, you know, Bro. break into the whole. Sure. So, yeah. 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 Well, the folks listening should like indicate that this is helpful to them and they want to see more yeah oh yeah i know yeah. you guys should speak have, up yeah. you usually have a good speak conversation now forever hold your peace <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah um, you usually have a good conversation yeah. whenever we do have mini series um for sure so you mentioned uh fellowships and residencies that you offer to um creators um i did also read about your web uh in your website about stitchworks yes so yeah. i wanted to learn more about that Oh, Stitchworks. <laughs> okay, so I guess a little background would be helpful. Um, you guys, as a lot of people, might think of Pattern as a fashion-centric organization. And that what it's, that's what it started as. Gotcha. A group of fashion designers got together 13 years ago, and they were like, we need to do something to grow the industry. Mm-hmm. Like, there's major gaps in the industries that prevent our businesses from growing. Yeah. So how do we do that? And one of the big things that's missing from the ecosystem here is a cut and sew shop, which is basically a place where you would take your pattern and your fabric and you'd be like, here, make me 10 of these. Because as a designer, if you're starting to sell to boutiques, there's quantities. And so if you're a one man shop, all of a sudden you're like, wait, when am I going to have time to make these 20 things? Problem being that if you wanted quantities, you but small quantities, you can't do that overseas. Mm-hmm. Like if you go overseas, they want you to order at least a thousand of whatever, Makes total which sense. is 
outside of the budget of most independent designers. Makes sense. Yeah. So this thing was missing, and that was kind of what we started with, and there was a lot of, for the first year, running around and sort of, you know, picture a bunch of people running around, like, bumping into walls and each yeah. other. <laughs> not, a lot of, not a lot of sense. Yeah. And then it evolved, and it evolved because I found that there really wasn't an appetite for supporting the fashion industry here oh, from the folks okay. that had the means to do so. I just, the people with the means um, just couldn't envision how a fashion industry could exist in Indiana. Yeah. Like yeah. It just seemed really unrealistic, so yeah. why spend money on it? Mm-hmm. And so as a result, what happened is we, we evolved to sort of get everybody under one umbrella. Gotcha. So, um, art and photography and music and design, broadly speaking, all those mm-hmm. things. Lots of things. <laughs> and so this idea of like a cut and sew shop went away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the year before the pandemic, on a lark, we applied for a grant mm-hmm. to the Ellen White Hill Clues Charitable Foundation mm-hmm. for a project. And yeah. we were like, why don't we just like ask for, do you remember what it was? Was it 20 or 30,000? I think it was like 30,000 bucks. Some fun, yeah. To do a pilot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, like, no way we're going to get this. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah. Like, how? Of course we got it. Of course. <laughs> At which point I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> you wouldn't we're not even for doing it. fashion anymore. What have I done? <laughs> hey, it was a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it launched officially the second week of March of 2020. Oh, oh, okay. yeah, great. Yeah. Yay. High five. Best yes. yeah, it was great. It was great. So then, then we shut it down the following week. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then we reopened the first week of April because Eskenazi Health, a big mm. hospital downtown, contracted us to make, like, thousands and thousands of isolation yes. gowns for them because what had happened is oh. they couldn't get the stuff from China anymore. Makes sense. Makes sense. So... Yeah, that was quite the adventure. We ended up activating over a hundred at-home sewers. Yeah, and everybody from just like hobbyists to actual fashion designers. You know, everybody was sitting at home, like, yeah, trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Yeah, right. so this at least kept a few people busy, and they yeah. felt like they were contributing to the effort. Yeah, and and since then we have been taking clients and helping them make things, but okay. also building out a uh, educational program. Got it. Mm-hmm for high school students. As people want to get into fashion, they don't know how to. There's a lot of kids that can't afford to go to college mm-hmm. and we're like, you don't actually need to go to college to learn how to sew and make patterns and drape. Yeah. Like if you have some a skillful instructor that can show you how to do this, like yeah. you can learn right. how to do that. Yeah. You don't have to spend that thousands of money to learn drape. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. So that's kind of what we do over there at Stitchworks. I love it. It's a that's separate awesome. spot with Oh, that's good. I love that. Um, Is there a project that comes to memory um, from the whole Stitchworks, you know, since 2020? Is there is there something that you were just like really proud of a student that made something amazing or? Well, the the making of the gowns is probably the highlight because um, like I know nothing about sewing, to be clear. And so it was myself and Denisha Ferguson, mm-hmm. who is the executive director of the Indiana Fashion Foundation. Mm-hmm. Her and I essentially like figured out how to how to do this thing. Yeah, nice. <laughs> and, and and sort of cobbled it together, and, and it was 
by far the year that I spent the least amount of time at home. Like everybody was sheltered in place yeah. and I was just running around Everywhere. and she was as well trying to figure out how to make these gowns, where to get them, yeah. the fabric cut out, yeah. delivering them to the hospital, you know, meeting with people who were sewing them. I mean, it was it was crazy. Everything. The fact that we survived, I yeah. think, is like the most memorable thing. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I believe that. Yeah, yeah. 2020 it's, was crazy. It's been hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had to film uh, a lot of our content also remotely, so we mm-hmm. had to get cameras into everyone's household oh wow film things separately but also on the call and then we had our editor work with like seven layers of video <laughs> yeah so it was yeah. it was crazy it was very it was very tough we call it frankenstein edits yeah so they're like all in the snippet of different yeah. things happening it's like okay so we are connected somehow yeah. but i feel like things like that were probably so meaningful for your audience to be like even though it was a little different it was yeah. still like the way that they were interacting with you didn't change yeah you know so that opportunity to have like the same experience that you had mm. two months ago because you're watching it on a, a laptop yeah. in the room that you always watch it in and like maybe yeah. you guys are like the format is a tiny bit different but the experience is largely the same i feel like those little bits where you got to like have your life the way that you had it yeah. before were so valuable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And we love our community because even though they understood, like obviously we dialed back on how much we were doing because the amount of time it was taking. Um, but you're right. Like they were still able to have the interaction and knowing like, okay, we are staying at home. <laughs> We're trying to like making sure we abide by everything. Mm-hmm. We're not like just all going in into the studio. We're right. staying, but we still continue to make this and find a different way to do it. Um, you just have to come up with a new ways to continue God. living. Always, <laughs> always pivoting. Absolutely, <laughs> always pivoting, adapting, <laughs> and like, all right, this is what's happening. Cool, that's fine. What can we do differently? Yeah, Let's necessity is the mother of all invention, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So like. We would have never thought that's how we'll do it, but now we know if we ever have to. Yeah, you know, have if, to. <laughs> yeah if we have to film with them when they check, like now we know how to do right. that. Like, all right, right, we'll just clip it together. <laughs> yeah, but it was yeah. like a soft launch for our movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is possible. Okay. It worked out. Yeah, it worked out. <laughs> no, for sure. Um, so I would like to talk a little bit about what we have on the table. Sure. Um, I was wondering what inspires you to decide on the theme so i don't know if i can spoil this this uh issues oh sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this yeah. issue is the food issue yes um why food well there were a couple of things that went into that thought process um one is we have been very intentional about shedding the fashion magazine mm-hmm. image because if you if you read fashion magazines regularly, when you pick this up, you know automatically that it's not. But for a lot of people here in Indiana that don't necessarily yeah. spend a lot of time in fashion, they think this is the fashion magazine. Got it. And mm-hmm. then for us as an organization, it doesn't serve our purpose. Mm-hmm. Because fashion is seen as something that is a luxury. Yeah, um, that's true. So people are less likely to want to support it with their dollars. And they don't dig any deeper to see what else is happening. Fair enough. And what's happening is we're trying to help emerging creatives launch into their careers yeah. and just kind of 
change the face of Indianapolis a little bit mm -hmm. to become recognized for the creative talent that we do have here. So yeah. I think if people knew that, they would get a lot more excited about supporting us. When they sense. stop at the magazine, they just think, oh, this is all there is. The fashion mm -hmm. magazine with a bunch of models exactly. and all that. Like, that's why that's cute, it? but like, yeah. whatever. Absolutely. Right? So, so food is like us being really like upfront about it. Like, no, no, not <laughs> fashion. <laughs> I mean, we do it in a very sexy, stylish way, yeah. to be clear, intentionally. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's not about selling fashion to anybody. Makes it's sense. about telling the story of the creative Indianapolis. Got it. So, um, and there's a lot of creativity that comes into food. Mm -hmm. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And we have some great chefs and our culinary scene, as you guys probably know, has been growing and improving and there's so many more options and variety, yes. which is mm -hmm. very exciting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I love to eat, so. Same. Yes, absolutely. And we, I think we gained a few pounds in like putting this together because we did shoots like with lots of food, which we will then consume. Yeah. So some of, some of the, um, stories or features in this are highlighting local chefs, local restaurants, but a lot of it is also like the cover is an ice cream scoop of caviar, right? So like there are photos just of just food that mm -hmm. is not from here. Um, there are illustrations of edible plants that you could find around Indiana. Yeah. Um, there are we did a like oh, i think it was like it's called they called it the great fry off and we were just like taste testing like fast food french fries oh you know so like it. so not all Speaking like language not all of it is like super highbrow some of it is some yeah. of it's not so yeah. it's yeah. this like nice mix of the way that like as humans we interact with food yeah um jennifer rubenstein who is the editor for edible indie did the op-ed at the end um you know like so we're not pretend we're not doing that yeah. you know like we're not replicating that magazine indianapolis monthly does like a great restaurant reviews and yeah like that like that yeah. that's not what this issue is this issue is like a thousand different ways to think about food okay okay um, I love which that. is fun for yeah. us in a pretty way yes yeah. Yeah. No, I, love it. I was going to ask like how similar this was going to be with edible indie yeah. so i'm glad that you made that distinction um yeah there is a lot of creativity with food i watch a lot of show so when they yes. do something creative it was like oh i love this can i replicate it no but i love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no, that's beautiful um and so do you, did you work with a lot of um individual creators in indie who try to create a different kind of food how the way they think about those or is it more so um this is what everybody else is doing in around the nation or is it it's this one's focused on local talent gotcha mm -hmm. um and we you know there's kind of i don't know that we have a system for how we pick folks mm -hmm. we kind of look around and we try to mix in people who are well known and respected with some up and covers got it mm -hmm. that's i guess it is our formula our formula we do like to put side by side people who are emerging and yeah. people who are established because okay. Um, it's just a good way to bring up more people, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so that that is a lot of our focus. Some of it is just practical. Again, like we are in a lot of ways a very small team. Mm -hmm. And so stories that are more accessible, yeah. that we can get to the person quicker or photograph them quicker, Makes sometimes sense. get also, yeah. you know, elevated other than like somebody who's really hard to get a hold of. Makes total oh, yeah. sense. Yeah. For sure. And I think it's also, I mean, indie has a very vast food like options 
I I'm from Czech Republic and the it, it's a very homogeneous country. There's not a lot of diversity and that shows in the food as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people don't know that in Indianapolis you can actually get really good Mexican food, you know, and you can you can get really good like different ethnicities mm-hmm. cuisine and in in a very authentic <laughs> way. Um have you uh, featured also like specifically like ethnic food in the magazine? Yeah, you did a story that the the takeout that's not that's not like specifically, specifically? ethnic. I mix it say, up. We didn't I don't think that we did any section that was focusing on ethnic but ethnic restaurants and chefs are part of it. Like gotcha. Pen from Bodhi is she's one of there's a section called like, Ask there's a section called Ask the Chef, and what we did is there are portraits of, I think, seven chefs yeah. that we took at Newfields, um, and then we did the same set of questions with, with each of them, mm-hmm. the idea being the questions have nothing to do with food. Yeah. We're talk to you about anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's um, awesome. And so, that. so Penn was part of that. Um, yeah, we don't, we try not to be super literal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We like to mix things up that don't go together. Sense. Then, then we're not really we're not trying to compete with other publications in the market at all. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, Makes sense. but the takeout shoot you were referring to, we went to five different um, locations that are exclusively takeout, uh-huh. with the idea kind of being like, in our time of DoorDash. Uh, Maybe it's cool to go get your own food. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then and then Makes like sense. maybe like the what adventure happens when you're gonna figure out eating it somewhere that isn't at home on your couch. Yeah. So just that that like slightly different experience of food when like as we're talking about the pandemic for like this period of time food was only delivered and you ate it at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. You know the opportunities of eating it somewhere else and like one of the one of the spots was Che Chori, which is an Argentinian restaurant out on Sixteenth Street. Yeah. Oh, nice. Um, That's really good. Yes. And then Chef Oreo's The Trap is not... Um, yeah, I guess it's not ethnic, the, per se. No, that's like a we'll southern... we just have to do another issue with more ethnic food. There you go. <laughs> that's all. But in general, like, Argentinian restaurant, I would yeah. say, like, it's more than just um, Midwest American. Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's yeah. definitely a different... Uh, it just brings a different taste buds. Like, okay, yeah, let's go try out something that's other than yeah. French fries. Not gonna be wrong, I love French fries. I can eat that all day long. <laughs> I feel like we talk about french fries in almost every podcast somehow oh, it comes no, to it's like potatoes <laughs> we'll eat it potatoes. like anything in any Love form what's up normies are you guys tired of wearing the same fandom shirt as other people around you over and over again well here's the thing head over to pampling right now that's p-a-m P-L-I-N-G dot com and use the code the normies to get your own unique shirt and a free pair of socks. I'm hungry. Yes, yeah, so am I. <laughs> we need to like not talk about food. <laughs> well, wrong segment about this. <laughs> oh no, I love it. That's good. Well, what are your places? What What's your favorite eatery? Like in Indy? Like where would you, we're, we're where would you the, take a friend who came out from out of town? I personally love going to Yats. Like, it's mm-hmm. quick and easy, but it's really good Cajun food. I know it's, yeah. like, it may not be the best authentic Cajun food, but if I'm really feeling, like, sick or anything, like, that's my go-to food. Mm-hmm. And I live close to Monon, so I will walk my mm-hmm. dog to it. It's like, okay, oh, and nice. I can go pick it up and back. Like, it's a whole, it's a whole routine yeah. that I yeah. love doing, like, once a week. 
I shouldn't be eating it once a week. It's probably not good for me that much. <laughs> but um, I love going to Yad's. And um, I think even with everything yeah, with inflation, gumbo. Yeah, the gumbo it. is oh great. The spinach and mushroom etouffee, it's amazing. Yeah. I always get extra bread. Yes. Too much bread. I don't have regrets <laughs> for it at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really good. So my friends from Czech Republic visited me last year. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, where am I going to take them? Like, there's so many options. I don't know what to do. And then um, I got sick the, the week that they were arriving, so I couldn't really, like, host them proper. And then they went to Arby's, and I was just like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, why did you? And they, and they brought it, like, I never eat. I, I, I mean, I do eat fast food occasionally, but, like, very rarely. And they, like, came to, like, my house with, with Arby's. Arby's. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm like, what's the smell? <laughs> Hey, at least it was not White Castle. It could have been bad. It yeah. could have been White Castle and it's it could true. have been bad. It could have been worse. But yeah, yeah I um after that, um I'm trying to recall where I took them. But they like my sister's wedding. It's like here, eat all this food. Yes. <laughs> yes. We went to her sister's wedding, like traditional Indian wedding, and there was so much good food. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I also feel like they just like picked like the things that they recognized, like like, oh yeah. Okay, this is chicken. But then, when there was yeah. like a, a fried pocket, like like samosa, they didn't know what's in it. They just like le- left it alone. And Aww. I had to I had to take them. It's like there's potatoes in it. <laughs> you like it. You like and it. You like it. Spices. <laughs> you cannot go wrong with pastry. <laughs> Eat it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, yeah. She goes everywhere here. I think your favorite one, Sahara. You go there way too I often. Like Sahara. Um, up in Broad Ripple, mm-hmm. and we always get free kunefe. So it's like, all right, <laughs> I think we come here way too often. Yeah, <laughs> I lived in Turkey for a year, so I have a weakness for Middle Eastern or mm-hmm. Mediterranean mm-hmm. cuisine. Oh yes. So Anything I will spices. never say no to that. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say probably one of my favorite spots is Bosphorus. Oh yeah, Bosphorus. that's where I want to go for my birthday dinner. Okay, good to know. Good to know. It's no, coming it up. <laughs> yeah. It's coming up in a few weeks. I will make a note. We'll do that. Um, okay, before we just end up talking about potatoes for the rest of the podcast. It's a risk. It could happen. All the um, I did want to talk a little bit about how, you know, how you navigate this industry as, as a woman, um, especially in a leadership position. Um, are there any, you know, specific challenges that you had to overcome and do you have any advice for other women that want to, you know, emerge in this industry? Well, so I've been self-employed pretty much my entire adult life. Mm -hmm. And so part of that work included working with my husband and managing him. He's a motivational speaker. And so working for yourself, you don't really kind of notice the distinctions right uh-huh. like because you are answering to yourself you are your own boss and so i'd never really kind of contemplated my gender as a challenge yeah. right and i will say that i in the last 13 years of running this organization there's been instances where i felt like being a female was a disadvantage particularly when it comes to financial conversations yeah. um I remember meeting with a potential funder multiple times, never got any money out of him, but he was like, why do you always like come by yourself? You need to like bring a board member or like, I sort of read between the lines of like, you 
need like a man yeah. in the room to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe it's because I don't know. It could have something to do with the fact that I'm a woman. Could be that I'm just not a super financially like literate person in terms of how I express myself. Mm-hmm. But it's. I think to me, it's more the challenges that I I run into, is just being an outsider. Period. Right. Mm-hmm. Regardless, I, I mean, I perhaps am even more at a disadvantage, but like not being part of the establishment and also being an immigrant mm-hmm. and having like a different way that I express myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people don't know what to make of me. They're like, oh, Get interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what does she want? Like, I think yeah. people like wonder about my motivation. They don't understand my drive and my energy, and they think that, like, maybe... Yeah, well, you try to get here. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, am I jockeying for power and influence? Like, am I what? Like, I don't know. know. And I feel like, no, this is kind of what you see is what you get. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Advice, I mean, just keep doing what you're doing, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you have to keep trucking. Yeah. And never give up, never quit. And what's the the one... um, it's like a little saying, you have to be so good that you make them forget. That's mm-hmm. true. That you know? Sense. Yeah. So that's been kind of my approach. I try not to let it mess with my head. Yeah. Like I know I know what I want. I know what I'm doing. I know that what I'm doing is, is good and effective. And so you can't get behind it because you don't see the value that's kind of on you. No, fair enough. Yeah, like not to overthink it too much. It's like, this is, this is the path that you're going. So the creators that you work with locally, um, do you often see that they're, you see any of like the gender gap there? Like if there's a more males or females who are younger who are trying to go up um, and like, how do you go around approaching it? Or do you try to keep it balanced? Like, okay, we don't see that many male creators. There needs to be, because it's both ways, right? Like it's not like, I think specific industry fashion could bring more females around whereas like there are a lot of males who are fashion forward or it could be other way around I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. too that much into it so do you see those kind of challenges in there to try to make sure getting as many young kids well I will say based on like the people who apply for internships and yeah. fellowships is like 99% women. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. I don't know if they're attracted to the organization because it is basically an all-female That could be a task, yeah. if you will, yeah. and they feel more comfortable. True. Um, there's days where I'm like, we need some testosterone in the room. Yeah. <laughs> we love you, Leo. We do Thanks, have, Leo. Thank you, we Leo. Do have, yeah. <laughs> we have an occasional dude. <laughs> That's interesting. consumer of you know youtube videos i often watch like other people and um most of them most of the i just realized that most of the creators that i watch are men yeah because that's why do you think that is i i I don't know i'm just like i just realized this (laughs) as we're talking right now i think it's a lot of it is a lot of men who are big star on youtube unless you're going on a twitch then it's the other way around but even I don't go. Are you sure about that? I mean, it's only few. I guess it's only two females who are big on Twitch either. But then again, I don't go on Twitch that often. But on YouTube, I think it's mostly males that I follow as yeah. well. Interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I do think it's interesting that, um, as you say, 99% of um, people interested in, um, you know, entering some of your classes or mm-hmm. apply for those internships are 
women mm-hmm. when the success that I see on the internet, and that's very small mm-hmm. slice of the mm-hmm. art and mm-hmm. like creative industry, is men. Mm-hmm. Um, Do I don't know what that tells you. <laughs> well, so here's a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, how many like statistically speaking, how many women on you? How many YouTubers are actually female, proportionally speaking? And is would you say that um, this is a career path that like is easy to get into? there like specific skills or a certain mind set that you have to have to compete in this i I, guess i I guess it depends on what you're trying to do like in our specifically in a reaction world that we are i think there's only two other channels who are females iman snow and abby abby well there's there's more there's more, yeah. but like I think when you talk about when we talk about like the big like the name main names that are more known, um, the Hovies, they're all women. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I was like, who? The Hovies? The Hovies? Wait like, a I, second. Like, who started first, the Normies or the Hovies? Uh, yeah, I was here? like, what? <laughs> I was, I, I, when you said Hovies, was like what guys? I know. <laughs> it was so funny when I first saw it. I was like, the Hovies. <laughs> Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Um, I don't, yeah, I'm not sure it was more so like the knowledge that you need. I think it it, it could be it because our industry is mostly, we're very nerdy. We're very dorkies. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of guys tend to be in that sense. Um, like from ours, I think I th- our guys are the nerdiest yeah. that we are. Yeah, for sure. But I think that maybe also it's the fact that maybe this is, probably just like the way I consume mm-hmm. content and True. the topics that I like to focus on mm-hmm. maybe it's just those are the fields where you know the more 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 men are interested in you know pursuing mm-hmm. I don't really I, I'm, I'm not trying to like you know put people in boxes but I think that I don't really I don't I wouldn't watch like a, a um, like a makeup channel you know with a guy with anybody. Oh, oh, okay. And okay. I, I was like, that, what? I think there are like more women um, creators on, on YouTube specifically that are like in, in the fields of like fashion, like reviewing different brands or, okay. you know, um, like giving, new, even giving like fashion advice or styling. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't, I, I would not seek that out. Yeah. You know? Like I will, I will mostly look as as a consumer. I will look for things like vlogging, you know, Fair enough. and fi- exploring different restaurants or culture or you know, just some adventure. I'm more of a like focus on adventure, so that's based on content that you consume. But women can have adventure. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> of course, do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I want I'm gonna. I'm gonna now look for. Female there you go. There you go. And I don't know how much of like um, who we attract to our programming in that being a predominantly you know like woman based audience. Um, how much of that is just the reality of being here in Indiana, where like heteronormative preferences are like mm-hmm. for a lot of people that can still like way so there may be a lot of men who would be interested in participating in this but like have other you know older men in their lives who are like don't touch that 
Very like, true. Yeah, especially if we're known as a fashion magazine. That's yeah. true. Right? That's very right. true. Yeah. Like, why are you into that thing? Yeah. Um, I feel like that's probably, that's probably still, like, a deep vein yeah. in our... Oh, for sure. Area. In the Midwest? For sure. I think, it, regardless, it, it is a huge struggle of just not only trying to make it okay what you want, also making right. sure your support system is okay with it. Right. And then... If they're not, then trying to find a support system that will be. Um, I think that's getting better, but I can see at least our generation, I think, still struggles, whereas the younger generation might, yeah. they, they have a better way to, because they have mm-hmm. it easier, or people are more open than, I think, millennials still stuck with, like, are, are we, can we do this? Or should we do this? Mm-hmm. Like, we can do this. <laughs> well, you guys are doing it. Yeah. Right? I, like, oh. you're the, you're distinctly the minority. Um, a whole but also, no, but but by choice, like this is what interests you. This yeah. is why you got into it, right? Yeah. yeah, it's surprising. Like our whole cast, I think all on-screen personalities. Um, you're an immigrant, but you're the only white person that we have. I think most of us are brown. Um, <laughs> and but it took me a minute to tell my parents what I was doing. Like this was yeah. a part-time hustle for me for a while. I had a full-time job, mm-hmm. and I think once we started making money, and then I was like, you know this. Oh, YouTube exists. <laughs> I would have, have loved to have been there for that conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, now my dad tells my like his relatives like, oh yeah, they have a YouTube channel and they make this kind of money. I was like, you still don't know what we do. <laughs> like you still don't understand it. But it's yeah. just it was just a matter of I think it was very careful for me to have that conversation mm-hmm. until we start making a revenue. Oh, for sure. Um, and I know Suraj, who is a CEO, he was the first one who left his job and became full-time six seven years ago um and i think his parents were pretty open about it but i think he kind of still struggled just like not only with his parents i think his parents were open but essentially telling his friends that what is he doing yeah, right it, it is right. not just like watching tv <laughs> like it's more than that there's some really funny memes out there about what people think you do as a youtuber oh, yeah. and what you actually do. Yeah. yeah it is funny because i think like most yeah most of our friends is like oh yeah so it's a it's a job now it's like yeah yes yes it's a company we employ full and then they're actually just like how how yeah how? <laughs> i remember like any like anytime i tell somebody i have to go this extensive length of like, no, no, we don't watch just, we're not just YouTube channel. We are full on company. We employ 13 people. Like we have benefits and all that stuff. Extra detail that I may not have to give if I just told somebody I'm management consultant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We're moving on. Like, uh-huh. cool. But like, no, I'm yeah. not telling you, no, like this is legit. <laughs> like it's an actual thing. Um, I, I, I think that my parents still don't understand what I'm oh. doing oh, here. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> they're, they're all in Czech Republic, and every time I come to visit, or if, if I call them, they're just like, what are you doing today? I'm like, I'm at work. And they're like, okay, what are you doing? I'm like, working. <laughs> I, I just don't want to have this conversation anymore, where they're just like, like, you could be doing something better with your life. Like, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing fine. Don't worry about me. <laughs> um, so going back to your pattern, um, do you know how what's your um, gender of demographics who consume your magazine? Um, is it also mostly females? It's or is sixty it forty. Sixty. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Forty male. Yeah. Okay. So the on the consumption side, I I guess we have some dudes that appreciate good design. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I learned about pattern from a guy actually. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's like oh, okay, so I. It was surprising to me when I actually started reading. It was like, okay, I, I 
see why more females are targeted to wear but like he's in a fashion cp who was in fashion is like okay yeah i can see why you told me about it because he's into fashion um but it's something that everybody can consume so but it's also again in the midwest it makes sense we also think like the when we get into who's contributing to the magazine that like the contribution side is also the um if you were to do a gender split on that there are more males who are participating in the creation of the magazine than again participating in our internship and fellowship program so there may be something else yeah going on with that and maybe 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 there's something to maybe a lot of men receive and this might be true in the youtube space as well like maybe a lot of men receive um encouragement and feedback of like just go do it Mm -hmm. and that if if women and again like spectrum and all sorts of things right if there's a little bit more of a hesitancy in the i need more experience i need to really make sure i'm super good at this before i decide i can go like have a career in this space so i mean this this issue though all the contributors there's just one one man but that's different so what pauline is talking about <laughs> the contributor page. is there is there is like one spread where we will highlight contributors mm-hmm. who are sort of new or like first you know first time or maybe they've yeah. done a few things for us but we haven't highlighted gotcha. them before so that spread will show you know, six or so faces. Yeah. But then, like, if you actually look at the mask, yeah. uh, like, who all actually was part of it, and that's what I'm talking about. There yeah. there will be more more men on that list. Because um, yeah. I couldn't think of at least, like, three okay. photographers I off the top of my head. But Yeah, I haven't looked at that. <laughs> I think we try to be um, super diverse racially. Makes sense. Um, and be super intentional about that. Yeah. Less along, necessarily, the gender lines. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I think that's where kind of a communication, or just in general, like sometimes not only looking at gender, like who's the best yeah. for this? Like, all right, you are getting this job. And then when right. you start looking at numbers, it's like, well, it is what it is. So yeah. it's like, who is applying for this and who's needed? Um, yeah, we are very diverse. And also, I think I, in, in, internally, I think we have both male and female editors. It's like, who's the best? All right, go for it. Like yeah. it doesn't matter who, like yeah, where you came from, as long as you can, you you you, you know giving the the opportunity. You're doing. exactly. Yeah. You know what yeah. you're doing, and we can provide you the opportunity for you yeah. to be the best right. that you want to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. In in this industry. <laughs> yeah, but. but I mean, I think it's also. I mean, we're blessed that we can make the decisions ourselves. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely encountered situations where I was dismissed based on. But just having like the same idea as somebody else that somebody else got it. This still happens here though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna get into it. Yeah. <laughs> this still happens. Yeah. Um. So, what was your previous um issues uh, beside the food being this one? That seems like mostly more on the other level, like other side of it that you're trying to actually get away from the fashion. The one um, on the other end yeah. was an art issue, and that one on the cover has a model that shoot is from one of the fashion editorials in the issue. But that one is largely focusing on um, like sort of traditional art 
that you would like see in an art museum sort of okay. style art. Nice. Those artists. Gotcha. Um, yeah. I think that that was uh, the larger focus on that particular issue. The next one in is a few years or a few issues back, but that one is a music issue. Mm-hmm. Um, Love it. And I wasn't around for that one, like the creation of that one. Uh, so I don't know if you want to like say anything more specific. We've done a couple of art and a couple of music issues, and sometimes we just go, you know, off script and, and do something different. Yeah. yeah, the themes are a lot of times decided um, very close to when we're supposed to start working on the damn thing. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> we try to be like relevant. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. Exactly, makes sense. Um, and sometimes there's obviously things going on, like for example, um, you know, the pandemic or. Yeah. The world. The world, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the summer keeps, of 2020, happening. you know, some of those things. So we try to be... I, I did notice uh, the 2020 issues, they were kind of more focused on like, a, I don't want to say, like revolution or like a reform, that type mm-hmm. of that makes sense. thing. Was that was that something that you just kind of like had to pivot as you saw what was happening in the world? Yeah, I mean, we wanted to tell the story of what we saw happening in our own community mm-hmm. um, in terms of or the protests that followed mm-hmm. um, George Floyd's murder. And yeah. so it just felt like, particularly in our community, there was a lot of room for change. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And we saw some of those things happening and we wanted to document them, but also talk about like how much more work there was left to be done. Makes sense. As well. Yeah. How long does it take to come up with a concept and then able to produce a content for it and then to publish it? Is it usually strict timeline that you're following, or is it most like let's scramble at the last minute? Which, well, nobody knows what's going on behind know, the scenes. <laughs> this this last issue that we've done is probably the smoothest. Yeah, in okay. terms of like how we just everything just like ran together very well, um, because we are working with multiple contributors, mm-hmm. we're relying on them being able to deliver on their Makes deadlines, sense. and so yeah, they're. It's a little, it's a little hectic there towards the end, but it oh, takes sure. us about, I don't know, three months okay. to yeah. put an issue together. Probably two months of really working earnestly on it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. In like mixed into everything else we're doing, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. So it's not the only thing it's we've not, got going yeah. on for a couple of months. It's part of what we're focusing on. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's back burner depending on what's happening that day and yeah. then like oh my god it's a week away <laughs> that's like, yeah yes a lot let's of that get, now yeah. this is a front center everything else is back a lot around. of that oh yeah and oh. also like planning a launch party at the same time it's been a joy <laughs> oh wow so do you do launch party every time we do yeah yeah i think i went to one that was in white rabbit a couple of years ago um that was such a long time ago i feel like i went to one too yeah. very long time ago yeah. And I had no idea what was happening. Because <laughs> I was just like, I just like barely got to the United States and someone invited me. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. You <laughs> were just there. I was like, okay, I'm here. I'm here. Just, just take me home afterwards. <laughs> yeah. So this time around, we have a person on staff who helps with events now. Nice. Um, yes. CC, she's amazing. So with this particular issue, so our launch party will be April 29th, which is soon. Okay. Um, and then like, so the finishing up the print issue and then going straight into trying to pull together a party, yeah. um, has also in the past been a little like, <gasps> <laughs> um, so to, to now have somebody on staff who's like not, she's helped with aspects of the magazine, but for that not to be her primary focus, she's able to start moving things with this launch party. Mm-hmm. So then like 
we're not trying to toggle between the two yeah. and try to care about them equally when you're like, well, this thing is due now, yeah. but if we don't get out those VIP invites, you know, far enough in advance, yeah. Oh, yeah. they won't be able to mark their calendars, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it's been really nice to have somebody else. How, 100%. So how big is your team when you started to compare to now? Because I, as a small business, you will end up wearing all the hats until you're in a place where you're like, all right, you take one of the hat while I'm still wearing 10 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously having somebody who can plan an event, that's always the best. Like, yes, what hat is given off? Yeah. Uh, so I guess I have been the one sole like consistent person yeah from the get-go and when we started there was a crew of volunteers mm-hmm. um that stuck around for probably a good three four years and they were like basically all my friends yeah mm-hmm. and you know then it gets to a point where it's like okay this is not gonna pay anytime soon yeah and also, it, was, it was volunteer for everybody it was volunteer it was vol- for you yes too. Yeah. i everybody was volunteering and it was volunteer till probably about four years ago mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. um and so since it's not volunteer anymore i've been able to hire people um and then the internship and the fellowship program grew and what happened was that initially interns were kind of helping yeah with all the things and then one intern was like can i keep working with you mm-hmm. i don't need any money yeah and i was like okay yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. great <laughs> um and then it's just sort of organically became a program because I refined it. Um, the people that came through it initially expressed how valuable yeah. the experience was to them. And then they got me thinking about like, okay, well, how do we formalize it? Yeah. How do we figure out how to pay them? Yeah. So at this point, we are with interns and fellows, like 12 of mm-hmm. it, it The interns come and go. Mm-hmm. And so the core group is eight. Technically, the fellows come and go too. They do too, but, but not, as, cycle, not, yeah, as not as quickly as the interns. So eight with the fellows and then 12 to 16 with the interns. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. yeah. This kind of so sounds like... It's ring circus is what it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of sounds like how we started. We were just all volunteers. Yep. Like dedicating a Sunday. Yes. And so uh-huh. be like, oh, this could be something. How do we go about it? And then just slowly one person at yeah. a time until like, okay, now it's a whole company. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. You, you as well. Thank yeah. You. It takes a lot of work. And then like, people don't realize like, no, they yeah, don't. with small business, like several years, it just unpaid yeah. volunteering. She just sighed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I, I remember we were like, at some point, I don't know, like a few years ago, we were like a really well, well-oiled machine, and then we had two people leave, and that was just like, it just put, it just threw everything in the air. And then pandemic and happened. Was, and, and it happened like around pandemic as well. Yeah. So I remember how like just crazy that was, and I was just like, I have this job, and then I have that, and this is great. I feel like I have a balanced, like balanced life right now. And then it was like a month. <laughs> oh no! You jinxed it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I mean, uh, most of people with us have stayed, but um, mm. there's always like those amazing yeah. assistants that you get, and yeah. then they handle everything, and I love them. And then it's like, okay, I guess this certain point yeah, we yeah. can get to them, and then obviously, if you yeah. can't provide the opportunity. We wish the best of luck, mm-hmm. and we'll yeah. be there for you. And it's like, 
we don't want you to go but <laughs> stay with us. I think at the same time, uh, I love working in the creative industry because of how many new things you just kind of have to learn mm-hmm. on the go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I feel like that just like keeps everything more interesting versus if you had like like a regular, like, I don't know, like a corporate job. Oh, yeah. And you're just like, are the things that I do on Monday yeah. and these are the things I do for the rest of the week like it, it's here's just your lane the yeah. routine of it and everything like yes it's it's safe like it has it has certain advantages you know it's great but I personally like the fact that you know there's a fire every week that I, <laughs> <laughs> I just have to deal with sure and I, mean, I, all I, fire. I feel like I learn from like every fire we always learn something new and it's always something useful. Oh yeah. And so like then every every new fire is just better. Yeah, so fire. It, it's just less. It's, 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 you can extinguish it faster. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure you guys like a bunch of hundred percent. Well, I, I usually share this at, at some point in the conversation that you know what I really enjoy is solving problems. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Same. So does she. And I, I like solving them in this industry, in this yeah. environment, with these types of people around me. Makes sense. And that, that makes it a joy. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like a job. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels fun. It feels challenging. And you're never bored. Yeah. And if you're around, if your team is great, and you're around people that you really enjoy solving these problems with, what else can you ask for? Absolutely. What else do you really need? This yeah. is it. Like, this is it. I think team makes it the best. Like if you have a good team around, it doesn't 100%. matter what kind of fire it is. Like totally. we, we will extinguish it together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of me trying to do it while everybody's standing around. Oh, yeah. it's like it's definitely important to have a good team around yeah. you as well. But yeah. But, um, I have one last hypothetical question. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> if you had unlimited resources, where would you take just everything that you're working on? What would you do? What would you prioritize? And what would you try to accomplish? Oh, man. I hate this question. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I think it's a cop-out to say we would just do more and better yeah. mm-hmm. and pay people uh, more than what we're paying them now just because we're not paying them nearly enough. But, mm-hmm. we, you know, the vision is to change the face of Indianapolis, mm-hmm. to make it a, a destination for companies like, Apple or mm-hmm. Etsy or you know any number of creative yeah. agencies and brands, right? To to put us on the map yeah. as a place where it's good for business. It is um, the cost of living is great. Mm-hmm. The people are nice. Mm-hmm. The talent <laughs> is you know high quality, right? Yeah. Like you can't underestimate. It. Life is easier, right? Like the amount of hours that you save here living here versus say living in New York, just doing basic things like driving. getting your yeah. <laughs> driving groceries, laundry, yeah. Yeah. right? Like right. even doing your laundry mm-hmm. is like, you can't time. Mm-hmm. It's the most precious resource that we have. For sure. sure. So sure. I, I think it's just being more strategic and doing more, having like a huge um, creative economy conference that will bring people here from all over the world. Oh, um, employing just really, employing more creative people and giving them a living wage because that's like as a city that is our biggest struggle the reason why we lose so much of our creative talent to other markets Mm -hmm. is because they can't find jobs here that allow them to have good lives that is true true so 
if we can grow and offer, you know, more issues of the magazine, if we can grow our, you know, digital offerings, have our own YouTube channel, have our mm -hmm. own podcast, mm -hmm. I, you know, the sky's the limit when you're in the creative space. Absolutely. Exactly. And then hire people and pay them to yeah. like travel all over the country and tell stories and kind of export Indiana that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then import creativity back because they're like finding new things out in the world. That would be a dream come true. That yeah. sounds really good. Yeah, especially, <laughs> yeah, especially keeping our creatives here yeah. in the Midwest. Like, just use the all the stuff that they will be creating for something else for here that will that will just transform the city. For sure. Yeah. Because really you can't, like, I, I think that I, the Midwest is known for people being nice. Mm -hmm. But there's a thing about that that's, like, super special. Sometimes yeah. we take it for granted because we're and work here absolutely but then you go out to LA oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> and that's not that the people aren't nice but it's not authentic they're mm -hmm. only nice until they figure out that you can't offer them anything absolutely right? you're not some secret celebrity that they haven't discovered yet yeah and then they just walk away yeah you know, like, like they lose all interest in you here I think we're yeah. like genuinely interested in people even if they can't give us anything or advance our interests yeah mm -hmm. no absolutely Which is nice. and just yeah. living like just expensive living here you're like you oh, said yeah. is just so much better than like even pandemic i think we realized everybody living east and west coast who's staying yeah. at home yeah paying all the rent is insane it's like okay at least yeah. i don't have to worry about that right beside everything else right. like that's the one less thing to worry about um yeah but no, well, you that save that money and you travel wherever you want exactly right we have a great airport yeah yeah so it's getting better again so many things are happening to it yeah fly to Paris so that's good <laughs> so starting <laughs> yeah need more of those non-stop international but yes it's coming absolutely and yeah there's Indianapolis is just waiting to be expanded um, and there's so much so much potential here absolutely um, and people just need to instead of saying there's nothing to do and just like open up your mind there's a lot to do it's just matter if you want to do it right <laughs> like, if you like spend your dollars doing things there will be more of it exactly there I, isn't yes. more because you're not spending your money yeah. on mm -hmm. it so then there's not a yeah. market for absolutely it. that's my biggest frustration is when i talk to people and they're like oh well we go to new york more often than we'll go downtown and you're like what? what? <laughs> I've never so heard much, that. Oh yeah, so much downtown. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't, some people on the north side never. They think downtown is like just rife with gangs Murder. and violence. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. That's so funny. I, I can I, I believe that for like Zionsville. Um, I, we, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I, yeah, yeah we have a, <laughs> I see how that is true. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's just it's just a ghetto down there in the circle. I don't know. Yeah, yep. you go out there, you're gonna get shot. I was like, it's so far away. It's like it's not. It's straight down. Like you just right. keep taking one street down. It's the quickest. Yeah, so much is happening. I yeah. love the garage. Like it's just I know. Like after a while, it gets boring. But like there's new things happening. Like mm -hmm. so much construction is happening. Yeah. Did you just... guys see that announcement for the the Pacers, the field house, and yeah, everything that they're putting up by that? Oh yeah, it's yeah. insane. It's crazy. also Stutz Building is like getting a whole renovation. Yes. Stutz building, um, I love Stutz building, and we're gonna have an all star game next year. Yep, like, that's sure. gonna bring up so many. Are you guys things. gonna do anything for that? Um, we should. I think yeah. there's only one person who's big into supports, sports mm -hmm. in our team, yeah. but I think regardless, we should do something because we'll just have so many people here. Mm -hmm. um, We're much more involved in like the, like the 
conventions like popcorn yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. we're yeah. big on those okay um yeah we just had a meeting with popcorn people um about how they're just kind of like trying to grow as well mm. and just bring people to indie and working with visit indie oh that's awesome yeah yeah, yeah really they're cool. expanding to louisville so they have two popcorns this yes, year one in louisville and one here okay so we may go to both I guess it's we'll what see. I'm hearing the last few days. We'll uh, we haven't sat down and properly talked so about it. So you guys it. just like set up a booth in the middle of like the and just like live stream. Um, it, it, it's a new initiative. Last year we had a booth and we um, we yeah. did like a few videos where we just like did like a little vlog and interviewed some of the cosplayers. Mm-hmm. So that was really nice, and we want to do more of that. But, but we, like more. I mean, we expanded it. We like told PopCon the other React yes. uh, con- creators, so other reactors came here, yes. like from LA, or like Chicago, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a big kind of a React Con, and we can <laughs> try to expand aisles. Like here, come find your reactors here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've been we've been also like recommending uh, PopCon to like which people they should invite. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Just because we know you know different different. Um, Creators, creators mm-hmm. um, that we think would be a good fit, and um, I love that we have a relationship yes. with them now, where they like yeah. listen to us. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, <laughs> especially being here, it was like okay, let's let's work on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah like one hundred percent. Yeah, and they want to know other like they want to invite other creators too. So it's a win-win opportunity for all of us. But I think we are more so included in that, more involved in that. Uh, we want to be more involved in Gen Con. I'm pretty sure we can find a way to do something with all-star game when it comes around to it um either way i think it's going to be the content right yeah somehow we can use that content but popcorn we love popcorn mm-hmm. they're great it's getting bigger especially when it came back from pandemic it was huge yeah was much bigger than people were like ready for action oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah 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 i think that like that that year the city opened up like three days before the yeah. <laughs> so that was wild yeah it was wild people came from far away because they just haven't been outside yeah. so they were just waiting for it and it's just interesting community that usually a lot of people who don't find friends in their own community and that's mm-hmm. popcorn is where you can mm-hmm. find your own community so it's it, it's it's big and we love meeting everybody. Um, sure. Yeah. It's, well, like, it's all about connecting, right? Exactly. Like all of all of this. Exactly. <laughs> it's just oh, about sure. finding your tribe and feeling like you belong. Mm-hmm. And somebody listens to you and understands you. It's exactly. like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're like nerds of the same kind. Yeah. Let's talk. <laughs> no, absolutely. All right. And with that. <laughs> <laughs> so I would like you to give the opportunity to like let our viewers know where they can find you. Um, mm-hmm. I know there's a newsletter um and there's obviously the print is mostly in indiana um but how they can find you online um, yeah are you up to well so our website is patternindy.com mm-hmm. and at pattern magazine on instagram mm-hmm. and the magazine is actually distributed nationally oh nice okay. um and for for a while it was actually international oh wow yeah like it was randomly in like europe and brazil and nice. oh wow and, like other places that's a whole other story but <laughs> um yeah, that's that's where we're at. I love it. I love it. So Thanks. people could subscribe oh, well, and receive the yes. print at their home. So from our website, mm-hmm. patternindia.com, you can go there. You can find your way to the subscription to the actual magazine. Mm-hmm. It's $30 for both issues each year. If you buy it um, like on a stand 
an issue is twenty dollars. Like you will just subscribe. Oh yeah. Um, but then we also like locally in Indy, we sell it at Dear Mom on Tenth Street. Okay. Um, and then at Indy Reads, those are two of our local distributors. But then like Barnes and Nobles and Bama, some other like the more national. Perfect. I love it. Yeah, I love thanks it. Thanks for having us. So, absolutely. Thank, Thank you, you so much yeah. for coming. Uh, yeah, we it's just more of a conversational. We love this. Is a great, great discussion. We learned, We came up with a few ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Are we gonna be rating anybody? Yeah. Who are we rating? All right. Melissa Lamb. All right. We're about to raid another channel, so please stick around. Tell them the normies in their regards, and we will see you at the next which is going to be next week next week it's a, yeah it's Friday today I we'll was on a Wednesday timeline I know <laughs> <laughs> sorry alright guys have a great weekend see you later bye get ready cause it's about time for you to speak your mind girls club girls club Super Secret Girls Club.